peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? I think it's easy to get discouraged from not reading the Bible. And I think yesterday and today, I was thinking about this as I was studying. When you hear, uh, let's say, some prominent people within the Christian, namely uh, biblical theology circle, say certain things, go over certain things, you might be inclined to think to yourself, and I'll never get to this point. I'll never understand exactly how these guys understand the Bible. The problem with thinking that way is that didn't happen overnight. And that didn't happen just from, you know, sitting around doing nothing. It was a process. Many of these people have studied their Bible for years. Some of the conclusions that they've come to come through years of study and it didn't happen right away. There were things that they didn't understand and not all of these people are right about everything they say. And I think sometimes when we use other people as the measuring stick for whether we get in our Bible, how, how we study our Bible and what we think about the Bible, I think we go wrong. I think it's in the book of first or second Corinthians where it says, Comparing themselves amongst themselves, they weren't wise. This is not something we should do. Don't compare yourself to what someone else knows or where someone else is. What brought me to that realization, especially studying through the Gospel of John, I got to John chapter 15, which we're getting ready to get to, and the Lord Jesus Christ is, you know, um, comparing spiritual life with physical things and and drawing certain things out. And I don't necessarily get it all. Uh, a lot of times when the Lord Jesus Christ espouses a parable, I don't always get it right away. Sometimes there's some of the parables I get and I understand and I have locked down. And some of them, I think they might have deeper meanings that I don't necessarily have just yet. But with that said, that doesn't discourage me from reading my Bible. You don't have to, again... I'm reiterating this because if anybody out there listening is like me, then this would prevent you from studying your Bible because you feel like you're not getting anywhere. The Bible, just like anything else, it takes diligence and continuance. I think it was in the book of Hebrews where it talked about people not being able to get past milk onto strong meat, deeper things of understanding. And it says because their senses weren't exercised to discern both good and evil. This is something that takes work. Again, it's not going to happen overnight. Yes, we have the Holy Spirit. And yes, the Holy Spirit guides us and instructs, instructs us into all truth. But if you're never in the Bible, 
How can something be called to memory when you don't even have it in your mental Rolodex? Anyway, one of my long drawn out intros based on something I experienced and I thought it might help you out anyway. Gospel of John chapter 15. Let's get into this. All right. Verse one. I am the vine. I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. Now, if you remember in chapter 14, we were the Lord Jesus Christ was going over his disciples loving him. And he was expressing to them, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And right here, he said he is he is the uh, true vine and his father's the husbandman. Husbandman, not a word that's used today is pretty much a farmer, but I'll read the, the, the dictionary definition, a farmer, a cultivator or tiller of the ground, one who labors in tillage and a vine, of course, a plant that produces grapes of the genius, uh, vitis. I think that's how you pronounce that. And a great number of varieties. So the Lord Jesus Christ is the vine his father is the husbandman. Uh, verse two, I'm going to go verse two through eight. Every branch in me. Now, this calls back to what he talked about in the in the previous chapter about loving him and keeping his commandments. He's going to get further into that. Let me read every branch in me that beareth not fruit. He taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit. He purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me um, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. I think this whole discourse goes into a greater idea and a greater truth. The debate is always had on whether a person is saved or not. Um, whether a person has truly believed the gospel or not, I don't know what's in a person's heart. I can't tell you what's in somebody's heart. I can't tell you who's saved and who's not. All I can say is I would be very skeptical of someone who professes to believe in Christ and absolutely nothing about their life shows anything of any resemblance of Christ or anything biblical. 
that I mean, really and truly, that's the only I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can put this. That's the only conclusion I can come to. I can't come to anything definitive and say this person is saved and this person is lost. I'm not God. But I think what the Lord Jesus Christ is getting to is. If you abide in him and he abides in you, there's going to be some fruit. There's going to be some evidence of his residence in you. The Bible says it is God that worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You're not going to do everything right. You're not going to be completely absent of sin. I don't think that's that's how this works. But I do believe I do believe a person who is saved, who has truly believed on the Lord Jesus Christ will do some works, will show some fruit. I don't know how much fruit and I can't I'm, I'm no I'm no judger of men. I can't say what that gauge is, but I can say if again, if, if a person says that they believe the gospel and absolutely nothing has changed, it's like, wait a minute, you love Christ. But nothing about you says you love Christ. The simple, the simplest way I can put it is if a man says he loves his wife, but he doesn't want to go home, he doesn't want to spend time with her. He doesn't want to do anything for her. He doesn't want to talk to her. He doesn't want to be around her. Would anyone with a working brain believe that he actually loved that woman? Yeah, I just I just don't. I don't think that's a thing. And I honestly believe that is that simple. Um, nine and 10. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep if you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Uh, I don't really think there's much to expound on with that. I, I honestly think that's very simple. And I'm going to apply a method I learned in the military called KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. You want to abide and reside in the love of God? Keep his commandments that simple. Uh, this, this is what I want to be around. I want to be in the presence of God. I want God's blessing to be what my life is about. And I want to be a blessing to other people. I want to have the impact God intended for me to have after believing the gospel. That's my goal. Uh, verse 11, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be might be full in the book of Psalms. I'm not going to go to the verse. I'm, I'm just going to loosely quote it. But the Bible says in the presence of God is fullness of joy. As a believer, if you want to avoid a life that is void of joy, how you were intended to have joy, I would say you probably want to stick close to, to following God. You probably want to stick close as close as you 
possibly can to following Christ. That's where the joy is going to be outside of that. You're not really, and this is, so I can't speak for anybody else. I can speak for me personally. I've never been a depressed person. I've, I've been depressed before, but I've never suffered from depression. You know, like how most people actually suffer depression. I've never gone through that. But the one thing I can say is the whole time that I was not living my life in accordance with the Bible, you know, like not really seeking after God. Yeah, I wasn't depressed, but there wasn't there was something missing. There, there was a joy that just wasn't there that definitely is there now. I'm speaking for myself. I can't speak for other people. Verse 12. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Here's the thing. And especially in this time, you have to remember that the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the scribes, uh, and I, I can't remember where exactly the Lord Jesus Christ said this when he talked about the heavy yoke that they put on everyone else's neck. The way that these people had um, had everything worked out. The, the, the way in which the, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the high priest and the scribe uh, placed burdens on people, it really and truly, it was almost impossible to live for God. It would have been discouraging. I can't do all this stuff and keep all this stuff. The Lord Jesus Christ summed up all of this when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. And with all your mind, and the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. If you love God and you love people, it will handle everything else. The Lord Jesus Christ said on those two, hang all the law and the prophets. This is what all of these things are hinged upon. If you do that, it'll handle everything else. It'll be more organic and you'll be worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Verse uh, verse uh, 13, greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. Again, the only way you could do this is if you loved people as you loved yourself. And think about this. The Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life for all of mankind. Goodness, that is selfless. This is the idea. Selflessness. In this age of selfishness, we definitely need to be more selfless. And here we have the Lord Jesus Christ says, Ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Again, I'm not going to get into it because it'd be a much longer video. This does not mean that you will never do anything wrong. This does not mean you will never violate his word. But he says, ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. What is a friend? One who is attached to another by affection. Again, my question is, if a person has no affection for God, no affinity for God, just nothing about this person screams, yes, I'm on the side of God. 
what can that person really say? What can be said about that person? Now, again, I'm no judger of men's hearts. I don't know what's in anybody's heart. I don't know what anybody's thinking. I don't know what anybody's going through. I don't know if they're walking with God, if they're not walking with God, if they're saved, they're not saved. I don't know this stuff. The only thing I do know is the Lord Jesus Christ made it very, very clear that if you love him, you keep his commandments. And when we see what the greatest two commandments are, it's not about a lot of times. And I came out of an environment like this where Christianity is made about rules, about do's and don'ts. Now, don't get me wrong. Do not mince my words. There's definitely do's and don'ts within the Bible. But if you view your life as a believer as do's and don'ts, you've missed the point and something is wrong. If I love God, then I want to make sure, am I doing this right? God, is this what you want from me? Is this what you desire? Because a person you love is a person you don't want to hurt. That 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 should be simple, but in this day and age, it's made very complicated. Anyway, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.